Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's great to have a dishwasher, but sometimes... You just want to put on rubber gloves and stick your hands in, and then notice that there's corn in the sink that you want to wash down the drain. And no matter how much water you pour in the different places to try and get the stream to move the corn into the hole, it just will not go, no matter what. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Not great, Annabelle. Not great. What's up? What's up? So last week I was eating something and I bit right down into my into the right hand side of my bottom lip mm. uh, and made two holes with my teeth. Those holes have gone bad and they've become mouth ulcerish. Uh, yeah. At the same time, I've had mouth ulcers develop on my top lip on the same side of my mouth and right round the back of my gum on the same side of my mouth. Oh, dear. So I've got a mouthful of ulcers, but only on the right-hand side. Anyway, uh, they're very painful, and I'm finding it quite difficult to eat using that side of my mouth. So what I'm trying to do is is only eat using the left-hand side of my mouth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, So as I'll explain... In a bit. I've been away this weekend. I went to Reykjavik in Iceland and I was at the airport in Iceland on Sunday evening. And before I got on the flight, I thought I'll get something to eat. And I found a vegan burrito and it was quite busy. So I sat down at a table on my own, but there were people in close proximity on either side. And I was trying to eat this messy, stuffed thing using only one side of my mouth Mm -mm. and the amount of food that fell out of my (laughs) mouth i could see people were looking at me and then looking at the person they're with thinking do you think we need to ring an ambulance (laughs) is is he having a stroke is this what it looks like when somebody has a stroke i mean it was quite something how stained were your clothes afterwards very i mean heavily yeah a day of my life never goes by without me spilling something Mm. on myself but Mm. i mean it it looked like i'd made a choice (laughs) It was a pattern. It was haute couture pattern. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so, so there was that, and then it was it was a very fleeting visit to Iceland. Mm-hmm. Um, I was basically there from Saturday morning until Sunday evening. I spent one night there, and to to get there so early on Saturday morning, I had to get up at three forty five a.m. 
and I had like really, I tried to go to bed at 10, but didn't get to sleep till after midnight. It's like doing a breakfast show. Yeah, yeah. And then I was having weird dreams. I had this one dream. I know Peter's boring to talk about your dreams. I had this one dream that my next door neighbor on that side, Wayne, that I was in his house and his house was on fire. Um, but I didn't want to say anything about it because he seemed fine with it. <laughs> So I think maybe I mentioned, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, your house doesn't fine. He said, yeah, 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 yeah. And and I didn't want to say, oh, it's just that my house would also catch fire. And, you know, but I felt too awkward to say anything in my dream. So I just let my house burn down. I think even the world's than... most eminent psychiatrist would struggle to decipher what's going on there. I mean, that is complex. <laughs> Rather than say to him, look, if you don't put the fire out in your house, mine will burn down. Um, I was just like, oh, oh, right, fine, fair enough, because I didn't want to get yeah. into an awkward conversation. It says an awful lot about you, even in your dreams. Doesn't it? So so um, I know it's boring to talk about your dreams. So then I get up at 3.45, and uh, well, uh, the taxi comes at 3.45. I'm up slightly before that. I pre-booked this taxi, and I get in it, and the worst thing happens. What? You know what? Someone who wanted to chat to you. Yes. Oh, hell. Actual hell. I do find it strange. So I think... You know, part of being a civilised society is that we, you know, we're nice to each other. Yeah. But at the same time, it is baffling to me, the lack of empathy of somebody who is working a job Mm. at that time of night and not realising that the person you're talking to probably got out of bed five minutes ago. They do realise, but they want to talk, so you will be talking. That's what's going on there. They realise... Because this happened to us when we were doing the breakfast show. Yeah. I mean, the radio station would send these taxis to pick us up every day. And, I mean, we we could uh, we could do a special podcast where we just talked about <laughs> the various drivers we had. But yeah, yeah. some of them were great. Yeah, some were lovely. And, and, and you know, knew they, 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 could, they could gauge your mood and yeah. gauge how awake you were. Yeah. And then other ones were at the opposite end of the scale. But mm. anyway, this guy was very nice, but he would just not stop talking so then what i do in that situation is try and go into into survival mode where i just ask a lot of questions because that way at least you're not having to talk about yourself yeah yeah yes you're just asking a question that we you hope is going to get a very long answer yeah Yeah, and the the journey to the airport was the best part of an hour and it was just talking continuously anyway as we're getting close to the airport he says oh have you booked your taxi for the return journey yet oh no what do you say in that situation? Yes. <laughs> well, I, d- I wasn't awake enough to say yes oh. because I said, oh, no, not yet. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. He says, well, why don't you book it now on the app and I'll put in a request for it? I understand from his point of view, it's, you know, it's an hour's yeah, yeah. journey to he an wants airport. The airport. That's, that's job. very nice yeah, for him. Yeah. But I just think it's 3.45 in the morning and I've just given everything conversationally I've got to give. And now I've got to do it all over again <laughs> tomorrow night. So I just did as he asked. I just sat there and, and booked you it. did it. Yeah. And then he picked you up? No, then I cancelled it. <laughs> of course. There we go. That's what to do. Sometimes when you're not paying attention, you didn't even realise you're in a sewer. That's not the case here. Right now you're on a lake and it's, it's really nice. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port, Adrift. It's a play on words about water. If you'd like to send us a letter, it's the Multicoloured Swap Shop, Television Centre, Wood Lane, Shepherd's Bush, London, W12AQT. Well remembered, wow. <laughs> or you can ring us 01811 <laughs> Um Yeah, I just wanted to show off that I could remember that. Uh, no, if you, uh, if you want to share your story with us, please, uh, you can email us, hello at adriftpodcast.com. The first one is from Glenn. 
One afternoon, I was asked to cover in the menswear section of a department store where I work. And although the department wasn't my forte, I figured, what could possibly go wrong? I'm a fully grown male human who is not a naturist and I should be able to cope for an hour or so. After attending to a few customers and feeling rather chipper that all is well, I saw a man looking a little lost. I asked if he was looking for anything in particular and he said he was looking for some gloves for his old man. Now I thought I could definitely assist as I had seen these near the cufflinks, hankies etc and I guided him towards the area. Trying to make small talk I asked if he had an idea of the type of glove he might require. He replied, just plain white gloves from my old man. I continued to walk to the section and said, oh is he a snooker referee? He replied, no, he passed over and we're making arrangements. Oh, <laughs> I know. Oh, God. I do love his assumption that he was a snooker referee. <laughs> <laughs> to me. I might have said, oh, is he a mime artist? <laughs> is he a Mickey Mouse impressionist? <laughs> is he a snooker referee? Well, I suppose, why else would you wear white gloves, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, poor Glenn. <laughs> Okay, this is from Stephen. He says, new listener and first time emailer here. Oh, Stephen. Hello. We should have you stuffed and mounted, (laughs) as they say. Background information. Is this required? Not sure. Someone did on their email in the first episode I listened to. So this currently feels normal. I like a bit of background info. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so. Don't feel as if you have to. No. If if already the task of writing an email feels, you know, oh, God, I've got to get this story down into an email that the like, which we will anyway. You know, don't feel as if, oh, now they want background information. No, so. Conversely, if you're somebody with a story to tell and you'd be glad to give us a bit of background information, always good. So Stephen says, I'm a 36-year-old primary school teacher from Kent, married to a man called Jamie, and I have a Staffordshire Bull Terrier called Millie. Millie, is she a good girl? I think she probably is. She's a good girl. As a school teacher, I have massive daily potential for awkward interactions with children, parents, colleagues, etc. I try not to think about what children must tell their parents about me because it causes too much anxiety to bear. (laughs) But some parent interactions stay with me. The worst one I can remember is this. In my second year of teaching, a boy in my class was being collected at the end of the day. He said to me, I see my dad, so I let him go. The person he went over to was not the father I'd met, but another male I'd seen with his mother at home time many times. So I thought to myself, oh, he must have met his brother. A little while later, I had a call from the mum to discuss something or other. I said, oh, sorry, I I should have mentioned it to his brother when he picked him up, but I thought it would be best to discuss it with an adult. Actually... That was my fiancé, was the reply. It was actually the kid's stepdad. I think I blacked out the rest of the conversation, but I had to continue to interact with them for months to come. I also later bumped into them all in a moss bros when they were getting the little lad measured for a suit for their wedding to compound my embarrassment. <laughs> the amount of judgment she must have felt in that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, so much. Okay, and this is from James. I want to share an experience I had whilst on a romantic trip to Rome almost 10 years ago with my then girlfriend, now fiancé, Jess. It was early in the relationship and with Jess's birthday fast approaching, I decided I wanted to make a good impression and I booked us a long weekend away in Rome. Being 18 years old at the time and working part-time collecting trolleys in Sainsbury's car park, I'm sure you can appreciate that I was not exactly rolling in cash. I spent almost all the money in my bank account and took the rest out for spending money. On our second day, I'd arranged for us to join a tour of the Colosseum. 
We were no further than a hundred yards away from the tour guide's meeting point when three burly men dressed as Roman gladiators surrounded us. Pitcher, pitcher, they yelled, grabbing Jess and I and positioning us both between the two of the two of the men, while the third gestured for my mobile phone so we could snap our photo. The giants either side of us wielded plastic swords towards us. The picture was taken, we were not ready, and I was handed my phone back. The man put his hand out and I reached for my wallet. To my horror, I realised I did not have any coins or any notes smaller than 20 euros. Clocking the 60 euros I'd budgeted for our day, a small lunch, drinks, etc., the man in broken English said, yes, 20. I swallowed hard and pulled oh, no. a third of everything I had on me oh, no. and reluctantly handed it to the man. As I smiled and began walking away, he grabbed my arm. And I believe as he realised quite how weak-willed I was, pointed at the wallet again, then pointed at his two friends and said, no, 20 each. Oh, no, no. Needless to say, I handed over every penny we had only moments before the tour was about to begin. I've since deleted the photo. (laughs) (laughs) As it is almost as painful to look at as it was to look into Jess's eyes at the shame and disappointment when she realised she'd entered into a relationship with someone so easily intimidated. (laughs) We could not even tip our very nice tour guide and we spent the rest of the evening eating snacks that we had left over from our plane journey. Oh, that's a heartbreaking story. Isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But lovely as well in a More way. Of, way. It is lovely yeah. in its way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's have tales of diffidence. Oh, yeah. Diffidence. Yeah. yeah. Uh, more of these, please. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. Adrift. Sound effects. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Noises. All right, let's have the latest of the ways in which Annabelle isn't a fully functioning adult. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is part five. Part five, yes. This is soon going to have more sequels than the Police Academy films. It's, it's exciting. It might be the last one. Ah, <laughs> we'll shame. see. No, we'll see. We'll never see. say we'll never. See. Never say never. Uh, so what's, what's it about this week? Part five, competence. I think if my life was a job... I think I would have been fired a very long time ago for gross incompetence. (laughs) There are so many extremely basic things that other people seem to have no problem with at all that I just find impossible. Here's one, holding a baby. I say this as someone who has had a baby. (laughs) Before I had him, I was very aware that it was something that I just couldn't do. There's a photo of me holding your son, Jeff, about, he's about a week old. I think a teenage boy would look less awkward and uncomfortable (laughs) holding a baby. I don't like if I, if a really old spindly wooden chair had become human but still retained all of its woodenness and spindliness and sharp jutting edges I've just I've never known how to do it like with my niece I really studied the way my sister held her and I tried to copy it but I just couldn't and I don't understand why everyone else can do it it's like there was a big group lesson for the whole world one day but me and about 50% of men from a certain generation were not invited (laughs) I thought that when I had my own baby, something would kick in, like some instinct, and I get it. And I sort of thought at the time that it had. But I saw a picture of me holding holding him this week when he was about three months old, and he's on my knee, and it is ridiculous. Like his legs are sliding down between my knees, and he's really slumped over one of my stiff hands. Like, it, it does not look like mine because you, like an actual mother would not hold a baby like that. Thing where professional mums, also known as mums, hold their baby but straddled on their hip using just one arm. To do that, I have to really jut my hip out at an uncomfortable <laughs> angle, which renders walking quite difficult. And it's very, very much a two-hand job. <laughs> Child safety caps, can't open them. 
child safety locks, I was once looking after my niece on my own and I had to get her to release the catch on a cupboard at my sister's house as I couldn't do it. And she was three and she could. Bottles of water for Pret-a-Manger. I can't open them. Impossible. I try and then I have to go back to the counter and ask the person there to do it for me. Like even if they're like a really tiny, weedy lady. All other water bottles, fine. Just prep for some reason. Can't open them. I've totally given up on ironing as I'm incapable of ironing anything without these weird brown stuff coming and bubbling out of the bottom and leaving a wet patch and brown bits on whatever I'm ironing. Inserting a note into a self-service till. Can't do that. Oh, stop the increasing amount of those dosing balls you get with laundry detergent that seem to be overtaking my flat. Get the temperature of the bath right first time and not spend the whole bath adding hot, then adding cold and then adding hot again. I do think I've got better though because as a teenager in the 80s I made a lot of toasted cheese sandwiches in the toasted sandwich maker until one day I also toasted the toasted sandwich maker electrical lead along with my (laughs) cheese sandwich. (laughs) That was the end of that. So I do feel I've improved a bit. The Right now, though, I do feel the only two things I have any competence at are fast forwarding through the ads on Sky Plus at high speed and then pressing play the moment they finish and drying a double duvet cover without a tumble dryer or much space to do it in. I've got a special system that I won't mention as I think I'm going to patent it and then I'll become (laughs) extremely rich and pay for other people to run my bath, put notes in self-service tills, throw away laundry detergent plastic balls, ironing, opening bottles of Pret-a-Manger water, opening all child safety things and... Holding my child. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port are adrift with you, which is saying something about you. Do you know what a box from uh, Tiffany, the famous jeweller, looks like? Uh, is it that sort of turquoisey colour? Well, the sort of minty green colour that <coughs> oh, I'm wow. holding up now. Yeah, yeah. yeah just holding up. Uh, a little something for you to observe. <laughs> it's not from Tiffany. It just, it just looks quite a lot like a Tiffany box. Oh, look at this. Oh, my goodness. They're so beautiful. Do you want to tell people what they are? So I have in front of me four pencils with rubbers on the end with adrift things on them. Yes. But, but they're a gift, aren't they? They are. So this is from Lizzie at ACAST, oh, who so uh, we, we love ACAST. <laughs> they uh, sort out all the little adverts in the programme and they're just the best people and whenever we go and visit them or bump into any of them it's so great for our self-esteem because they say nice things about the podcast and then they always promise that they're going to send us stories but they seldom do Um, but they're just the best people and they heard us talking about the pencils and they sent us some prototype pencils Mm -hmm. and they're really beautiful I mean it was slightly um, it was slightly uncomfortable what happened because Lizzie sent me an email a while ago saying, what's the best address for you? And I, I gave her my address and she said, I'm going to send you something. And then nothing happened. Hmm. So I thought, oh, that, that's a, a little bit weird. And then I can't remember what day it was last week, but um, these arrived and I took a picture of them and sent them to you. But I got home quite late one evening and these pencils had turned up and they were just the nicest things. And I was so excited and I sent you a text saying these pencils have turned up and look, it's from the guys at ACAST and aren't they great and so on. But I was up parent, I was doing toddler wrangling and I thought I'm going to send a nice thank you email tomorrow morning. Yeah. 
And then by the time I'd taken Jean to nursery the, ne- the, the following morning, oh. I logged into my email yeah. and there was an email from Lizzie saying, hey, did that parcel oh, ever no, arrive? no, no, no. So you feel like you looked ungrateful. Yes, oh, yeah, exactly yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think what had happened is the postman had tried to deliver it a couple of times, you know, one of those mm-hmm. ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, I wasn't ungrateful. I was really grateful no. and I was going to write a gushing email. Yeah, but yeah. the trouble is, it's I've been in a situation, we've talked about it on the podcast, in fact, yeah. when you give somebody a gift, you're never quite sure how to leave, how long to leave it because you want to check that they've received it. Because yeah. you think, oh, God, what if something's gone wrong yeah, yeah. and they haven't got it? But the trouble is, as soon as you say that, you make them feel like, oh, I was being ungrateful. Mm-mm-mm-mm. But very adrifty, very on brand for the podcast. <laughs> Well done, well yeah, done. Yeah, so thank, yeah. thank you for that, Lizzie. But we're incredibly grateful to them. So now we, Annabelle and I, have our own pencils. Yep. Um, but, you know, according to your market research, mm-hmm. there are many more people who want pencils. People are still emailing with an interest. So I, we've definitely got enough to go ahead. So I'm saying now, in a firm, steady voice, the pencils are happening. Give me any more on that? Yeah. So we... But one of the first things we need to do is decide what's going to be written on them. Yes. And I had an email this week from Joseph Gorsey. Ah, the keeper of the archives. Yes, yes. And he says that after we asked for suggestions about what should be put on the pencils, he put a poll on the Drifters, the official Adrift discussion group on Facebook. And he started with four that he thought would be most obvious. And then he gave people to add their own and vote for it. And I have got the results, if oh, you would be interested to yes, hear them. Yes, please. Are you going to okay. do them in reverse order? What's the... No, I'm okay. going to do them from most popular downwards. Okay, it's just to think if you do it that way, it's sort of build... It's a bit anticlimactic, isn't it? That's why they don't do... When they, they have the chart on Radio 1, they don't no. start with, and here's what's this week's number one, <laughs> and then work their way up to. And finally, number 40 this week, down 13 places. You make a good point. <laughs> Starting with... The, the least I just feel bad like I feel like I'm highlighting the one that got the least amount of votes I think I'm not having to handle this very well in, in at all no, but no. anyway so leave me alone that's got a few votes Good. not being so great at the moment you don't need to, you don't need me to teach you how to suck eggs good that's Acast went with one that's a very good one it's cavernous that, that, that's a good one wasn't it it's cavernous yes, down there we yeah, could, we yeah. could stretch it down there well, you, yeah you like that one yeah um, over a great yes um I did that and move on. They've both been suggested. <laughs> scum. What's scum? I don't remember that. I, remember that. I don't remember that one. Scum. Uh, I've ruined my crisps. Oh, a recent one here. Just milk, please. In fact, someone suggested that we had mugs made with just milk, please. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like this one because I said it. Just pretend it never happened. Because I think that's a good life lesson for us it all. Is, it you is, can, yeah. you can be reminded every time you look at your pencil. Uh, problematic. And but and Glap Clinic, they've both been suggested and they've yeah. been quite popular. He was a bear. I mean, that's one of the greats. Okay, so we're going into the top five now. At number five, we have Drifter. Number four, Please Don't Talk to Me. <laughs> number three, Shyness is Light Nice. Yes. Number two, Adrift. And number one, with the most amount of votes. In fact, almost double the amount of votes as number two. It is unlucky. <laughs> So I think we can safely say unlucky would definitely be on there. Definitely. Yeah. I've just gone into the uh, Drift email account, which is something I rarely do. Oh, yeah. And search scum. But the only thing came, that came up was your draft of this top Maybe 10. it just means that other people are scum. I don't, <laughs> maybe we won't go with that. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody, I mean, this what this is, is a, it's, um, it's a, a harsh demonstration of how poor both my memory and your memory yeah. are. Yeah. 
So mm. if anybody can shed any light on why scum should be on a pencil, yeah. unless people just think we're scum. Oh, maybe. There's got to be a reason. Uh, hello at adriftpodcast.com. And the pencils then, what happens next? What happens next is I'm just going to do a bit more of the costing so mm-hmm. I can get a price for people. The good news is I have looked into postage and I do think that it is very feasible to send them abroad. So if you're abroad, you can still get them. But yeah, I'll get back to you next week on a, a price. Soon people will know that we don't know what we're doing. As I've said, I was away in Iceland this weekend and Sarah was away as well. She was um, working in Scotland. So I got my mum to come down and look after Jean while I was away. And they had a lovely time. Uh, I'd I'd FaceTime and they'd be having all manner of fun. Uh, And then I came back late on Sunday night. So I saw him when he woke up on Monday morning and he was just so into his nan. It was a lovely thing to see. We then took my mum to the train station, and as we said goodbye to her, he said, Love you, Nana. Oh, that's lovely. No, it isn't. What? Why? Because he's never said, I love you, to either me or oh, my wife. No way. <laughs> yes. No way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Well, how should I handle this? How should I be feeling about it? I find out in this week's The Incident. <laughs> Athena Kablenu is a comedian who I thought would be well-placed to give advice on this situation. Uh, I started off by asking her to explain exactly why that is. Yeah, so basically, I got this is a... We'll call Asher a Tinder baby. A Tinder <laughs> um, baby? Yeah, so she was a bit of a surprise. And I don't get maternity leave um, working in a very precarious industry. So I thought, how can I raise a child whilst not earning any money but having lots of outgoings? And my mum lives in a nice house with a spare bedroom. So uh-huh. I thought, you know what? Wouldn't it be lovely for um, a grandchild to grow up with their grandmother um, whilst their mother can live there for free? Um, <laughs> and, uh, and whilst, uh, um, and yeah, so that's that's my situation. Um, and um, yeah, so basically I'm treating my mum's house like a hotel. Well, no, the, the child is. I'm not. Which is probably um, what your mum used to accuse you of doing when you were a teenager anyway. And, and, uh... ex- ex- exactly, yeah. So things go around in circles, don't they? And, and how is it going? Because the thing I think I and a lot of people would worry about in that situation is perhaps your style of parenting wouldn't necessarily be identical to your to your mum's style of parenting. And that, I would have thought, could be a potential area of conflict. I'll, I'll tell you the exact point at which I knew this was going to be a very difficult ride for the next 18 years. My mum was my birth partner. And I went into the birthing suite, which most people know just where you give birth where you don't need like a doctor. And I jumped into the water bath and my mum said, what the hell is that? What are you doing? Get an epidural. You know, we've got things to do. I'm missing EastEnders. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I power, I'm power. And then this is, this is totally true. I'm not, I'm not joking. I, I said this, I said this all the time because like, it still appalls me. She made the midwife make her a cup of tea. She said, they're supposed to do that, Athena. This is what they're supposed to do. She kept calling them nurses and she said, make me a cup of tea. And uh, so, and that, that was the start. And, I, and it, it was this great moment in my brain where I just thought, what have I done? It wasn't, it wasn't getting pregnant that way I thought that. It was the moment my mum said, why are you using the water bottle? She'd seen it on the telly and she thought it was bizarre. She's like, why is that what women do now? Why, why are they faffing about in the bath? when they can just get them pulled out of you. <laughs> and so, yeah, they're slightly contrasting uh, uh, parenting techniques and it, it's been a battle. She doesn't understand breastfeeding, which is fine. Lots of people don't. Um, 
but normally you, those people you chat them on the bus and you leave them but I live with that person so we're both learning and it's you know it, the word we learn how to tolerate each other's differences I think and and what about this idea of feeling competitive because I'll be honest for a lot of my son's life I have been the clear favorite but more recently it's it's a bit ambiguous sometimes he prefers his mum to me and he'll be saying bye bye daddy go away daddy brother and then that'll hurt my feelings and i'll be scheming about how can i turn him against my wife and how can i get him to think that i am i'm the greatest thing in the world i mean do you, do you ever have any of that do you, do you ever feel competitive i feel very competitive okay and my my child i'm the favorite so and she cries when anyone else holds her and everyone's like athena it's just terrible and i'm like oh yeah i know <laughs> this is so but wonderful it's, it's, it's isn't like, it it's so it's like, wonderful but it's my favorite thing she if she's she if i leave the house she cries herself to sleep when i come back she has she laughs and smile on her face so i'm definitely the favorite it might have something to do with the fact that i feed her um, people who feed me tend to be my favourite kind of people. So it's, you know, apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So what should I do about this situation? My my son has now said, I love you to my mum, but not to his own parents. So what, what should I do? Well, basically, just don't tell him you love him. <laughs> <laughs> just just stop. Just go go on love strike. You know, obviously, you always love him. But he if he doesn't want to tell you, you don't have to tell him. Do you know what I mean? I always say, dish out what you get, get what you, what you get given. Um so just tell him that. I was going to say if he's got a rabbit, you could boil it, but it's probably a bit much. Um, <laughs> you know, it's probably 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 serve it to him if he's on solids. Um, but yeah, just don't just let him let him get a taste of that some of that um, some of that cold custard. Treat him um, mean, keep him keen, go on love strike. <laughs> I think that's possibly where you've gone wrong. I'm afraid you've probably been too affectionate with your child. You've got to you know you've, you've got to leave the leave, put the heating down a bit in their room. That that, that kind of thing. <laughs> What's going on with those yes, people? Yes, I have occasionally seen it in all caps, yeah. Yeah, and then occasionally all lowercase, yeah. which I think is only acceptable if you're EE coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah. How, how, do you, how do you tell somebody? I, I don't know. Um, another quick story from Iceland. So mm. I, I got to the airport to come back and I thought, oh, hell, I should really bring Eugene a present. And I was looking in the gift shop and there weren't that many options, but I found uh, some very cute soft toy puffins because puffins are a big thing in iceland right they eat them but oh, mm. you know the, let's gloss over that for a minute yeah, well like lambs are a big thing here and like pigs and stuff so yeah 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 no them. no i mean I, yeah. I i you know i don't I, i've got the moral high ground because i don't eat any animals mm, mm, yeah 
But I think it's weird too on the animals based on how cute you do or don't find them. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, and I thought I'll get him one of those. And then as I was picking it up, I just thought, I don't know if I can. Why? Because he's going to keep calling it a penguin, and just the thought of correcting him was exhausting. (laughs) So I thought I'm not going to get him one, so I didn't. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh, What else? Just very quickly. so the backing music on the podcast, so at the beginning and at the end, you hear this, this backing music, and it's by a band who we love called Man and the Echo. Mm. And they're so good, and they released their debut album um, a good few years ago now. I don't know if it's uh, three, four years even, and they were on the radio show, and we all used to have their songs as Record of the Weeks, uh, Records of the Week, I should say. And um, I think they're really good lyricists and and they very kindly when we started the podcast they very kindly offered us some music to have in the background because you're not allowed to use music on podcasts like you are on the radio there are no um, good licenses for it anyway they have a new single out Mm. and it's really good it's called a capable man and i just wanted to give them a big plug because i really love that band i really love the single i think it's uh, sort of a leap forward for them in terms of how it sounds they're not resting on their laurels they've got this guy cold war steve who has become very famous on Twitter for doing these collage artworks based around Steve McFadden. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he's done the artwork to the song and it's really excellent. So I just wanted to mention that if you enjoy the music you hear in the background, then uh, you should check out their new single. It's called A Capable Man. Their website is net, but you can find it on Spotify or whichever streaming service you use uh, so so there we go A little plug for man and the echo jeff lloyd and annabelle ports everything that you always wanted in a friend that was with you all the time anytime right now happening right now quandary corner at the glap clinic in problematic who is the first quandary from Annabelle. It is from Emma, who writes, When at the dentist, what's the etiquette regarding keeping your eyes open or closed when they're working on your teeth? Eyes open seems a bit intense, but eyes closed feels a bit weird too. I often try to go for a compromise of keeping my eyes open, but looking at a distance object like a poster on the wall. (laughs) But maybe that's worse. Advice appreciated. Well, I I get what you mean about eyes closed. It's like, you're almost like, oh yeah, I'm having a luxurious experience and you're just here to work on me. Yeah, yeah, because the same when you're having your hair washed at the hairdressers. I feel like, I think if I'm closing my eyes, I look like I'm enjoying it too much, but they would (laughs) like me to be enjoying it too much. Why am I worried about that? That being said, I am quite, I'm not the person to ask about this because I'm quite phobic of the dentist. So I just close my eyes because I'm I'm just trying to imagine I'm somewhere else. I'm trying to remember what I do. I think I maybe I close my eyes because... I think I can't bear the thought of, of catching the eye of someone whose face is so close to mine. The worst ones are the opticians when they're doing that thing where they're really close up, shining that light oh, in your eye. Yeah, yeah. Because it's the, it's the one occasion in life which feels most similar to when somebody's going in to kiss you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, for years, I would just giggle during that part. Oh. I think with you know with a bit of a maturity, mm. I don't do that anymore. But so what what is the rule here? <sighs> I'm sorry, I can't. I, I have to. 
I think it. Well, it's either it's one of two. It's either eyes closed or what Emma does, which is look at something in the like a distant. It, do, it does seem like you've you've sussed that out quite well, yeah. Emma. I I think if we, if we if I have to make a rule, choose one. I think that is probably the best option because eyes closed looks like you're enjoying yourself. It's almost a bit creepy. Yeah, you're enjoying yourself too much. If anything, Emma, what you've done here is is you've not come to us with a quandary, but mm. you've solved other people's yeah, quandary. Thank you. That is a good strategy. Okay, so let's move on then to. Holly Carrison, I'm a 13-year-old girl emailing from Vancouver, British Columbia. I wanted to ask you about an awkward bus situation I have with my friends. I was sitting with my two other friends on the bus in a row of three seats. As we got closer to our destination, the bus started to get more and more filled. One of my friends offered her seat to an older lady who was standing. She took the seat gratefully and then continues our journey. When we stopped at the next stop, another older lady got on and my other friend offered the lady her seat. After she gave up her seat, I could tell that my friend regretted it. She only looked about late 40s, early 50s and looked very arrogant. We stopped at another stop and another elderly lady got on and I was going to offer my seat. But as the lady was at the other end of the bus with about 30 people separating us, I didn't want to make a big scene. Then the arrogant lady, who my friend had given a seat up for, rudely told me, what are you doing sitting still? Offer your seat to that lady over there. I, being the nervous, already socially awkward person I am, had to walk all the way across to offer my seat to the other lady. And after all that, she simply told me I could keep it. It was probably one of the most awkward situations Mm. I have ever been in. What would have been the best thing to do? In the end, my friends and I got off the bus as fast as we could and decided to walk the rest of the 40 minutes to get to our actual stop. <laughs> oh, Holly. I, mean, I think the thing to do that situation is a big mime. A cross, but what, then you have to try and catch her eye. I know, I know, it's awful. I mean, there's no good... Let's, let's just... Let's just start by saying there's no good way of handling this situation. So I think like really doing overly exaggerated facial mm, expressions mm, until mm. you catch her eye and then kind of mouthing to say hey while it's doing a big point oh well that's imagine being a 13 year old and doing that for everybody 30 people yeah no it's excruciating and also to add to the problem there are some people and I think we've covered this before who are actually quite offended by the fact you're offering a seat yes yes my dad was going on about this at the weekend because he hates it when people offer him a seat because to him it's a reminder that he's old enough to be offered and he also says that a new thing is people offering to carry things out to the car that you've bought which he (laughs) hates he said that he was he was in the South United shop and he chose a, <laughs> I know, he chose the doormat, which I saw my mum appreciated. He chose the doormat <laughs> and he said it had some like a little hook on it so you could hang it up if you went. And anyway, he went to the uh, the till, paid for it. And the lady said, do you want me to carry it out to the car for you? And my dad was like totally horrified that he looked old enough to not be able to do it. And as a result, he petulantly carried it out on his little finger. <laughs> by the hook all the way to the car to prove that not only could he carry it but he could carry it with his little finger oh your dad and I are such different characters I'm just (laughs) counting down the days until people start offering me seats and offering to carry things for me I try and just uh, try and look a bit more frail than I am really just in the hope yeah you get to have a nice rest a bit more of a nice rest you've got quite a lot of grey hair now Surely it must be one day soon. No, you've got you're a while off yet. So, so but that's the other thing that's difficult. Mm. Some people are offended unless they unless they're very they're very old and wobbly. I don't think I'd offer a seat anyway because I know from my dad that you feel like oh what I mm. I don't need a seat. So what would you have done in that situation? Then nothing. I think if they're not right by you, so you can do it discreetly. I think nothing, and I think that the arrogant lady was very much in the wrong. Yeah, and I think I think Holly. 
probably did the right thing. Do nothing. I think you and your friend should have intimidated the arrogant lady. Now, I know what you're thinking, Holly. You're thinking, mm. but I'm this sort of socially awkward young person. Mm. I'm just saying to you, it doesn't matter. that Older people are just scared of you anyway, just by the virtue of the fact that you're a teenager. Yeah, play some music on your phone loudly. <laughs> That'll scare them off. And that was our podcast. Thank you for listening. If you have a social situation where you need to know what the appropriate behaviour is, you can email us in Quandary Corner at the GLAP Clinic in Problematic. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Same email address too if you want to share a story of your own failings as uh, as a human adult. Well, not even an adult mm. uh, in, in Holly's case there yeah. in the GLAP Clinic should mention patreon uh, we appreciate it greatly if you support us on patreon it helps us keep the podcast going if you enjoy spending time with us every week um, then show your support go to patreon.com stroke adrift even if it's a little bit of loose change every month it comes in really handy so thank you to you if you support us and if you don't then why not why not have a little think about it mm. have a little think please do something else for you to have a little think about have a little think about getting someone else to listen to the podcast yeah that'd be nice some new listeners yeah. it's exciting uh, to, to have a, a new listener earlier on was it jamie uh, remember uh, so, yeah. what was jamie how soon we forget <laughs> <laughs> um, it was Stephen. Is Stephen's husband called Jamie? Is yes. that what it was? Yeah, okay, yeah. there we go. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, always recruiting and, and welcoming new listeners. Uh, although, you know, as as, as we uh, as we're well aware, it's not for everyone. Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music. Their new single is called A Capable Man. You really must have a listen to it. Also to Emily Harrison for the incidental music during the incident. Vince Lynch and Simon Wilcox are our announcers. And uh, made the little eye dents. Patrick Gunning and Awana Babu provided the technical support. Kim Rainey, the wonderful Kim Rainey, made the artwork. And Carla Gowlett took the photos. And um, I always try and finish with my favourite quote from this week's episode or that week's episode and I think today that quite possibly is I have since deleted the photo (laughs) Adrift Adrift Podications this comes from Paul Astley, who says, Hi, Jeff and Annabelle, or should I be saying, A up, as one fellow northerner to another, having spent the first 30 years of my life living in Stockport. Stockport, Stockport, so good they named it twice. There is, uh, there was this northern entertainer, I don't know if he's still with us, called Vince Miller. In fact, it wasn't him. Ignore me. There was a song, basically it was like Frank Sinatra's New York, New York, Mm. but it was about Stockport. And for a minute, I thought it was by this guy, Vince Miller, but I can't remember who it was by now, so I'm just going to Google it. Stockport song. Oh, by Frankie Vaughan. Oh, yeah, yeah, really? Yeah, there okay. we go. Um, look it up. We can't play it because of the aforementioned hmm. uh, copyright music licensing reasons with podcasts. He says, I'm now living on the South Co- Coast in sunny Dorset. Uh, 
I want you to request a publication for myself as a new listener to your podcast. Another, another one. one. It's just Two wonderful news. Week. I downloaded this after searching for something to listen to whilst on my delivery. As a postman, it helps pass the time to have something to listen to on my round. Admittedly, I did download the first one back in September last year, but didn't get round to listen to it till mid-February. Well, this this is really good news. I'm also curious to know where your round is. Because my dad's old round was SK11, SK10, which is Macclesfield. But I think he'd do the odd, odd bit in some of the other SK post I don't think he goes all the way back to Stockport to do his round. I think like... Oh, yeah, you're quite right. Yeah. <laughs> I think he probably does it in Dorset. I'm gonna I don't know, absolutely... maybe, maybe get... he commutes. I don't no, know. I'm going to be absolutely honest. I got so excited about someone being from Stockport that I just let the logic of it all fall out of my head. It's fine, yeah. Yeah, I'll be absolutely honest. I'm not really that interested in any uh, Dorset postcodes. No, no. Just SK ones, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, he says, having said that, I have to say, well, I was listening to your first one. I wasn't 100% <laughs> sure, as I'd never heard of either of you, but I thought I'd stick with it. And here I am, 56 episodes in. Oh. That's so great. Um, I've had some very funny looks as I'm walking along, posting letters, laughing to myself, especially so when it was the unlucky episode. Mm. It was one of the greats, oh, yeah. wasn't it? I'm also delighted to tell you that I'm loving Annabelle's book. Oh, I should have taken that out. Why? <laughs> Why didn't I take that out? Which the wife purchased me for my birthday. My wife. I mean, it is a, it is a good it is a good book. Annabelle versus the internet is still available on Amazon. Mm. Other places probably. I don't yeah. Know. It must be coming up for the year anniversary. Yeah, soon. in it's April. Probably, yeah, okay. do some celebrations. We should do, shouldn't Cause we? Because I think normally people bring out the paperback a year later, don't they? But I just went straight to paperback because I hate hardbacks. They're too mm. heavy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, stay tuned for that. Uh, as yet, I haven't got around to the Patreon thing or the iTunes review, but I have subscribed. Uh, once I've got some spare cash, I'll do the Patreon thing as I want to hear the Partners Edition. Oh. Having five kids and a pet rabbit does tend to eat away at your cash flow and time. Keep up the work. Five Cheers, Paul. We, we understand, you know, yeah. and we really appreciate when people support us on Patreon, but really understand, you know, if you're a bit stretched, don't feel as if you have to. Mm-hmm. Um, well, great to hear from you. Yeah. Um, nice to hear A up. As well. Mm-hmm. I wonder if people tell you that you've lost your accent and you sound like a soft, soft yeah, southern Jesse. I wonder. Now, Paul. Um, so there we go. Latest edition of the podcast. I noticed that he hasn't mentioned the names of either uh, his his wife or the five kids, which suggests to me that, that we're not going to recruit them as new listeners. Or the rabbit. Or the rabbit. No. <laughs> that is, in fact, the more interesting information, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Paul Astley. So great to have a new listener. And but we, you know, if you've been with us a long time as well, I mean that 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 really means a lot. It's yes. deeper meaning because I don't want to. People think, hang on a minute, mm. I've put in nearly 20 years with his pair. It's like with broadband, they get a special offer for new people. And it's like, well, I've been with you for yes, 20 years, yeah, give yeah. to me, yeah, I exactly, deserve it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, Paul, thanks for that. And if you would like a publication, email hello at adriftpodcast.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hold up. 